Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest edition of Sports Talk with myself. Thank you guys for joining me. Episode 105 on this wonderful Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Uh, okay, uh, okay, uh, past weekend in sports, of course, MLK Day yesterday, we were getting to that with the NBA action. Of course, last night, Monday night game, that wasn't, it should have been, it should have been played on a Monday, I mean, um, Sunday or Saturday, like I originally stated last week. It wasn't a super wildcard weekend for me. Let me just get that out the way. But we also have NHL action, have a couple of news we'll get to in just a moment before we go into that so-called super wildcard. Um, this day in sports history and, of course, best and worst of the week. Right now... Jim Harbaugh returning to back to Michigan where it was obvious that he would be. Um, C.J. Kraut, um, Stroud, um, Ohio State quarterback, the Glenn NFL draft, also TCU wide receiver Johnson, running back Miller, also declares for the draft. USC wide receiver Anderson, um, Addison, declares for NFL draft as well. Um, now we must... Um, Report that Georgia lineman Devin Willock, Stafford, Chandler, LaCroix have passed away due to a car accident, car crash. I believe this was around the um, the day of the parade of the Georgia Bulldogs celebrating a national championship in Georgia, um, um, and it's just so unfortunate to to to. I'm sure that community, that college, that that um university is just in mourn right now over this tragic loss, especially especially two young people um that was part of that Georgia Bulldogs staff and of course the lineman Devin um Wheelock. So let's just send our prayers out to that family, that community, that program as they go through this difficult time. And, lo and lose life like this. It's just unfortunate. Um, Sean Payton is meeting with Houston, Arizona, Denver, and Carolina this week to see the potentials, to see the possibilities of him becoming the next coach in those programs. I would say a little later on in the show, well, I think he will go. Um, he, the best fit for him. Um, what, what's the best fit for him? Um, Ex-player Jarrell Powell. NFL former player arrested for kidnapping. Kidnapping. True two too serious of offense. I just don't get these ex players. I really don't get it. and it's been it's been it's been a it's been a um a lot of former NFL players be being arrested, some good, some great, and some just was nobody like this guy right here. Um, now, they all say people are proven innocent to, to prove it. Um, everyone is innocent to prove it guilty. That's understandable. But to be accused of something like this, it, it puts yourself in a, um, puts yourself in a category where you, you cannot be trusted to live, um, to live amongst people in a community. It really don't. Um, Lamar Jackson tweet. The Lamar Jackson tweet was very 
eye-opening to me, honestly, because I feel like he basically um, letting the fans and them um, Buffalo Ravens organization know that he's about to leave. And the fact that he didn't show and he wasn't present for the Baltimore and the Cincinnati playoff game was kind of surprising to me. It really was because I I kind of, and I didn't expect, but I kind of assumed that he would be on the sideline ruining his, play, um, ruining his teammates on as they took on Cincinnati Bengals in a wild card weekend um, Sunday night. But he wasn't. But he did put out a tweet saying how if you appreciate me, you wouldn't let me walk away. Basically, that's what he basically said. And I'm not going to go through word for word of what he said. He basically said the organization of the Baltimore Ravens don't appreciate him. And I must confess, they don't. So, they lose, they lose, they, they, it's honestly right now, to me, it's not big of a, it's not too big of a deal for me until he, until I see him in a new uniform. That's when it become a big deal to me personally. And the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals hired Tennessee executive, uh, Monty Osaford as the new GM. Should be a tremendous look. For the Arizona Cardinals, they still in search of a new head coach. And Anthony Davis' injury extended to after the All-Star break. So this could be good news for some and bad news for most. The Super, card, the super Wild Card, the non-Super Wild Card we seen this past weekend was absolutely... Uninteresting to me, personally. Uninteresting to me. I've said this. I've posted this last night. And I really mean this. This is probably my first year watching NFL playoffs and really not honestly giving a care whatsoever who win it all. Now, I might have my, I would love to certain teams to win, but if they don't, I honestly wouldn't care. This year is probably my first time not heavenly rooting for someone to win. Like I said, everyone have their favorites. Some people want them to win. Some The fans, of course, uh, most want, you know, of course, you know, putting money on a game and stuff like that. Etc. But for me, I'm honestly just not. I from watching this play, from watching playoff this weekend, I've got the move right now. Well, to fur into and for the rest of the playoffs, and even the Super Bowl, even though I will watch it, feel like it'll be entertaining. I really don't care who wins, and that's just my honest opinion. Cause. This this playoff is it haven't been interesting to me whatsoever. The Jacksonville we're gonna start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the LA Chargers. Like that game was interesting only in the fourth quarter. As you seen Jacksonville climb back. Everyone have good things to say about the game, mostly for Jacksonville. But the fact that they did that, I, I didn't, I did, I really did not expect that. 
But then again, when you look at who's the coach over there at the, at the, uh, on the Chargers bench, then it really sunk in like, okay, I can see why that happened. Trevor Lawrence played absolutely amazing second half of that game. First half was, I wish he, I know he wish he could take that first half back, but you can't. 28 of 47, 288 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, Travis Etienne had 20 carries, 109 yards. He absolutely no touchdowns. Their whole objective was to dominate that um, send um, the Los Angeles Chargers defense, and they did in the first half. In the second half, that first half, when it was 27 to seven, and going into the half, I've never thought. Didn't even think about it. I told myself this game is over. It's just over. 27 to seven. It was 24 to zip at once. But the fact the uh, the and, 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 and I understand everybody what everybody's going to say. You know the Chargers defense is trash. They's not they not that good, but they good enough. They decent enough to make some stops, but that wasn't even part of the reason they lost, if you ask me. That offense, now you have to, it's blame to go around. The head coach and Justin Herbert, who completed 25 of 43, 273 yards, one touchdown. Austin Aguilar, 13 carries, 35 yards, only two touchdowns. 13 carries, it, it seemed like a lot to most, but not to me. Especially when you lead leading, they was leading at round the third, sometime in the third quarter, thirty to fourteen. There was no way the Chargers should should have continuously throw the ball. You have to run the ball, and, and NFL analysts said this all the last couple of days after that game. There's no way you should have kept throwing the ball. You have to run clock. Even his dump passes, short passes. Don't try to make a 15-yard gain on second down or third down or stuff like that. You can easily run the ball. I believe if um, 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 the Chargers would have ran the ball more, Jacksonville probably wouldn't have came back in that fourth the way they did. So you have to blame majority of the quarterback, Justin Herbert, and that Brandon Stanley, who's haven't been fired. They rather fire the offensive coordinator. But you a defensive man of coach and you fire your offensive coordinator, it's something fishy going on to me in that charge organization. Last night, I've seen probably the worst game Tom Brady ever played. The Dallas Cowboys going to Tampa beat them 31-14. Dak Prescott probably had his best game of his career, more than season, career. 25-33, 305 yards, four touchdowns. Their first two drives, I felt like Dallas was like kind of a little bit in trouble, but it was only the first 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 quarter. But once those first two drives and Tampa can, Tampa can do absolutely nothing in the first half, absolutely nothing. That was kind of eye-opener for me that this game was was, was going to be over a little bit quicker than we thought. Um, Tom Brady, 35-66, 351 yards, two touchdowns, one um, interception. 
That Dallas defense absolutely dominated Tampa. That both on on both specifically in the first half, Tampa couldn't get nothing. They couldn't get first downs. They was punting a lot. And speaking of kicking, can I forgot his name off off back just 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 a moment ago? But the kicker of Dallas, just know your job is you have just gave up your job as a kicker. There is no way I will see you on the field next Sunday. Oh, next Saturday, next Saturday or Sunday, this weekend. You have lost your job because you missed four PATs. Just imagine if Tampa would have came back and they would have beat them by four. Can you imagine that? Those was four points. Those was you could have made and you missed. That's why I that's why I believe at some point kickers not gonna be needed in that field. Honestly, probably for that kickoff and that set, because there is no way as a as a as a as a kicker you can miss two kicks your entire season and miss four in one game. That is that that is when you sit and think about it. He had played the entire season and missed two kicks, and now you in a playoff where every point count. And you missed four PATs. How would you feel if you get... How would you feel, honestly, if you was to get cut? Just to do all of that throughout the season to get to that one playoff game and you can't hit nothing. That's crazy. The Miami Dolphins put up a fight against Buffalo, losing 34-31. to Josh Allen... 23 of 39, 352 yards, three touchdowns, um, two interceptions. Josh Allen continuously to struggle. Um, I just, I, I just honestly believe that he was just overthinking his. Um, he was a little bit overthinking to me because the way he was um, reckless with the ball. They should have did more run plays. Um, um, Buffalo needs to start running the ball a little bit more. Try to make some um, plays with Hines and um, Singletary. They need those two to really come to life in this playoff at some point because when you go up against Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to be able to run the ball because it's limiting his possessions on the field. Um, um, Skyler Thompson, 18 of 45. 220 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. The reason why Baltimore, the reason why Miami lost the game was strictly because this guy wasn't didn't know what he was gonna do. Now everyone said if Tua was playing, that still would have been a it would have been a different result. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Um, but Josh Allen have to play better next week because he's playing against a Cincinnati team that really have a good decent defense, an okay defense, honestly. Um, and Miami, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know where they go from here because they saying Tua may be Tua the starter, but what if Tua don't want to play football no more because of the concussions, because of the fear of CTE? I think they really need to let this man have a a a, a, a sit down and, and let that, let the C, let the, um, let it not be so a big of an issue like, oh, he the starter right now. Yeah, you can come out and say that, but what if he come back and say, you know what? I had some long thought about it. I'm just not, I don't want to do that. I don't think Miami is really considering him, his opinions and his thought process, what he want to do, how he want to do it. 
I don't think that report should have came out so soon. Um, the New York Giants. No, um, the um, Cincinnati. Um, um, so we have Cincinnati. The is it? Um, yeah, the Buff the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati um, Bengals. Um, twenty four to seventeen, Cincinnati win. Joe Burrow hit an okay day, twenty three of thirty two, two hundred nine yards, one touchdown. Um, Huntley. 17-29, 226 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. A decent backup quarterback. He does what a backup do. But one thing you don't do, you do not go jump over, try to get a touchdown, basically the game-winning um, uh, fumble return, longest um, NFL history from Cincinnati Bengals. He tried to leap a little bit too early to get a touchdown over that Cincinnati defense. And the defender punched the ball right out of his hand. That was an idiotic play. That was an idiotic play to me. Um, but Joe Burrow, he got sacked a lot. Huntley did throw a um, Hail Mary, the last play out of um, the game. Um, one, I believe that was number eight. He could have had a chance to um, grab the ball, but he stumbled. Um, Cincinnati had a chance. Cincinnati really was trying to get his game away, if you ask me. There really was. Um, like I said, Joe Burrow was getting hit a lot. The offensive line is not not healthy, not 100% healthy. Um, and the Ravens, I don't know what they do with Lamar. I really don't. At this point, it's looking more like the Jets or New Orleans to me. The New York Giants going to roll and get up one of the most, I wouldn't even say luck, because Minnesota has been a lucky team of this season. And it's ironic that you win a division, you you get by the pad, you get you get by some of the easiest games, Baltimore game, a Buffalo game you shouldn't have won, and you just Indianapolis, you beat my you beat the Jets by luck, you beat Washington by luck. They have really had a lucky year. But you all know at some point the luck ran out, will run out, and boy did it Sunday. Against the, um, I mean, was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday against the New York Giants. Now, I must say, even though Dane Jones don't, it's not the future in my eyes, he did play a hell of a game, 24 of 20, 35, 301 yards, two touchdowns. That New York Giants defense was all over that. Um, Minnesota, um, Jeffries couldn't do nothing. Kirk Cousins, 31 of 39, 273 yards, two touchdowns. Jeffries couldn't do absolutely nothing, seven receptions for 47 yards it won't even get you um it probably won't even it, most times it won't get you as close as they did when they only scored 24 points but that minnesota is one thing about that minnesota defense it is absolutely horrible they have no legit rushers they have no legit secondary they have a good linebacking core but other than smith that secondary is awful that secondary is awful and they have to do some. They have to do some rebuilding on that uh, in, that, in that defense because it's just not. It is just not what it was years ago. It's definitely not what it was years ago. Um, they really need to do something with a secondary. Kirk Cousins. He's been out what four or five years. Haven't really done nothing to me, honestly. Um, Cook. I would be if if I'm GM. I would be looking to get rid of him. To me personally, I don't think his. I don't think he lived up to his potential. Um, yet he do he have he have had some good years and have had some horrible seasons. Um, but one thing consistently, I don't think he he able to 
not turn the ball over consistency. I think he's a fumble machine. And they also had another fumble machine with Adrian Peterson, but Adrian Peterson did more good than bad. And Cook haven't really done anything um, outside of one good year, honestly. This year haven't been that good. He fumbled the ball this year a lot. I would be really looking. If I'm if I'm Minnesota, I would be looking to move him at some point this offseason. Seattle put up a fight against San Francisco in the first half, but second half it was all San Francisco 41-23. Uh, Brock Purdy, 18 of 30, 332 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Geno Smith, 25 of 35, 253 yards, two, two touchdowns, one interception. The San Francisco 49ers played absolutely horrible on defense that first half. They did give up a couple of penalties that was costly, specifically the three-point before the half. Um, I believe it was Ward hit Geno when he was already down, basically gave him up three points. But that second half, man, it was over. Once Geno turned the ball over, that when they was in, the, I believe, their own 20. No, I believe in um, San Francisco 10 or 20. They forced him, a, they forced the San Francisco defense, forced the fumble. And to me, that was all she wrote. After that moment, the game was over. Debo Samuels and uh, Chris McAfee, man, they are something to watch. To be on the same team. They're going to have, if, if the San Francisco 49ers find a way to keep their unit, Brandon Aik, um, Elliott, Chris McCaffrey, and Demo Samuel, oh my God, can you imagine? We're talking about points. These teams have at least been averaging 30 points since Brock Purdy um, got in that lineup, and they have been, they 6 and 0. So they straight, you know, kick, um, kick Seattle in the mouth. Kick Seattle in the mouth, and it's really much Seattle can do nothing about it, even though they had a good year. Geno Smith got into the Pro Bowl. Uh, someone be looking forward to pay him if it's not Seattle. Hey, New York Jets, hey. But if I'm if I'm Geno, I'm 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 messing around trying to stick in Seattle because I think I I think he have a better future in Seattle than anywhere else. And that's just my honest opinion. But the San Francisco 49ers, they host Dallas next week. It should be a hell of a game. That probably gonna be the probably the one game I would not miss. I would not miss that game because I'm so excited to see two defense go at it. Um, offense have on both sides. Of the offense have some good key makers, and Chris McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, C.D. Lamb. Um, I was the tight end for um, Tony Powell. What the tight end for Dallas? I forget his name. I think it's Dallas Acker or something like that. Um, but this was uh, not so good weekend for me when it, when you when you talk about Super Wild Card games. To have two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one last night, it wasn't entertaining to me. Nothing really, really stuck out to me. The 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 um the Jaguars game was only exciting because it was a we were seeing a comeback. We were seeing something that was only been done twice before. We seen it in comebacks in playoff history, and that was that was okay. But other than that, it was no exciting game to me. Buffalo and Miami, no Philly, I mean um Giants and Minnesota. You know, majority of people expected the Giants to win, but it was just an uninteresting weekend for me and I and I must say that, man. I am not I am not looking forward to <laughs> I'm not looking I'm this I can, this weekend was easily forgettable to me. To me. <laughs> 
I was trying to. This is the reason why I'm recording it now because the pod, the I, I, as much as I love sports, this weekend wasn't it. It really wasn't. Uh, when you talk about the NFL Wild Card Weekend over the history of Wild Card Weekend, it was a wild weekend, and this weekend it just wasn't not it. It really wasn't. I'm looking forward to the division rounds. Hope we have some entertaining games. The division rounds, but. That's that's really what what happens uh, Saturday, Sunday, and last night. Now it's time for this day sports history. In 1970, Sporting News names Willie Mays as Player of the Decade for the 1960s. In 1996, the Los Angeles Rams announced move to St. Louis to become the St. Louis Rams. In 1999, NFC Championship Metrodome, Minneapolis, the Atlanta Falcons defeat the Minnesota Vikings 20-17 in overtime. And finally, in 2012, LeBron James become the youngest player in NBA history to record 20,000 points through a Miami Heat victory 95-75 over the Golden State Warriors. 28 years, 17 days, passes Kobe Bryant 29 years, 122 days. That was this day in sports history. Ladies and gentlemen, that was this day in sports history. Over to the NHL. Last night, uh, Florida Panthers took care of the Buffalo Sabres 4-1. The Philadelphia Flyers get shut out by the Boston Bruins 6-0. The Detroit Red Wings come up short against the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, 6-3. Tampa Bay Lightning lose, um, defeat the Seattle Kraken, 4-1. New Jersey Devils win a shootout against San Jose Sharks, 4-3. The Dallas Stars shut out the Las Vegas Golden Knights, 4-0. The New York um, Rangers take care of the Columbus Blue Jackets, 3-1. The Anaheim Ducks come up short in overtime against the Pittsburgh Penguins. 4-3. 4-3. The Washington Capitals will take care of New York Islanders in overtime. 4-3. The Calvary Flame lose by one goal against the Nazareth Predators 2-1. And the St. Louis Blues take care of Ottawa Senators 2-1. To Tonight's NHL action. Anaheim Ducks travel to Philadelphia face the Flyers. The Minnesota Wilders and the Nation Capitals Washington to tape on the Capitals. Um, Florida Panthers are up north to battle with the Toronto Blue, the not Toronto Maple Leafs, not baseball team. The Winnipeg Jets, Montreal Canadiens, square out tonight. Columbus Blue Jackets and the Nashville Predators. Um, the Buffalo Sabres and the Chicago Blackhawks tonight at the United Center. Seattle head to Edmonton to face the Oilers and the Denver, I mean not Denver, the Detroit Red Wings are in Arizona to face the Colorado, um, Phoenix Coyotes. Tonight, um, last night, MLK basketball games was we was treated to some early games. The Boston Celtics take care of the Charlotte Hornets behind Justin Tatum, 51 points, 130 to 118. Um, McDaniels of the Hornets, 26, lead the team in the losing effort. The Indiana Pacers lose to the Milwaukee Bucks without Giannis. Miles Turner put up 30. In a losing effort, um, Drew Holiday, 35 points, 11 assists, as they defeat the Pacers. Toronto 
Uh, Raptors take care of the New York Knicks in overtime, 123-121 behind Fred Van Fleek. 33 points, Jada Bronson put up 26 in the losing team. The Golden State Warriors, man, have they have had a horrible road this year. But they found a way to get it done yesterday against the Washington uh, Wizards, 127 behind Steph Curry. 41 points, Jordan, Jordan Poole had 32 along with, um, um, along with Curry. Um, um, Chris Dalprazingis, 32 points for the Wizards. New Orleans Pelicans lose to the um, Cleveland Cavaliers, 113-103. CJ McCollum had 25 points, and Darius Garland had 30 for the Cavaliers as they defeat the Pelicans. Miami Heat lose to Atlanta um, Hawks, 121-113. Jimmy Butler, 34 points. DeMonte Murray, 28 points um, to lead the Hawks past the Heat. The Utah Jazz win by one point against the Minnesota Timberwolves, 126-125. Jordan Carson, 121 points. Anthony Edwards continuously making a name for himself. 29 points for the T-Wolves. They drop one to the Utah Jazz. The Phoenix Suns continuously to struggle behind Miles Bridges, 21 points. They lose to the Memphis Grizzlies, 136-106. John Morant, 29 points uh, for the Grizzlies. And last night, nightcap was Houston Rockets um, taking on the um, L.A. Lakers. They lose 140-136 to 136 behind the LeBron James, a tremendous 48-point night. Toronto and Milwaukee. Um, tonight, um, Buff, um, um, Brooklyn travels to San Antonio to play the Spurs. Portland and Denver should be a good one. Philly is in L.A. to play the Clippers. Tomorrow's night's a game I would not miss. Atlanta and Dallas. I would definitely be watching that one. The Washington Wizards travels to New York to play the Knicks. Charlotte Hornets and Houston to play the Rockets. Indiana Pacers and Oklahoma City Thunder. Should be a good one. Miami Heat and the Oklahoma, um, the um, New Orleans Pelicans. Cleveland and Memphis should be another tremendous matchup. Um, the LA Clippers travel to Utah. Minnesota Timberwolves and Denver. And Sacramento Kings are in LA to play the Lakers. Sean Payton, um, he have visit. He do have um, visits to Houston, which was happened. I believe it happened yesterday in Houston, Denver, Arizona, and I believe the what other team was it? The was it? It's not Vegas. What was it? I believe it's Denver. Denver, Houston. I'm not sure. Um, let me see. It is Denver, Denver, Arizona, and Carolina. The best fit to me is Arizona. Easy. I would love to be to LA with the Chargers. But I don't think the owner of the Chargers, who is cheap, I must say, is not is not new. To, is not new. He is a very cheap owner. Um, I don't believe he will get rid of Stanley at any point, honestly. And I think they would miss their beat if they was to continuously to allow him to coach idiotic um, games. But Sean Payton, I believe, is best bet in Arizona. You look at Carolina. They need a lot to get done. They need a quarterback first. Denver, they the Russell Wilson situation seems like it may not be working. 
Seemed like it was working at some point this season, but his overall want to be liked is is it's a, it bothers people, it frustrates people, and for organizations to give him that much money because of what he have done, it's kind of crazy. Um, just like Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, they haven't done much to get that kind of money, but you have desperate teams in the NFL. But Sean Payton is a is a is an offensive guru, a hell of a coach. Um, even though he um have one Super Bowl to show for, you know, we could say it could have been two if, you know, the refs would have called the call against the Rams that pass interference that would have been maybe two if they would have beat Tom Brady. But Sean Payton been with the New Orleans New Orleans New Orleans New Orleans Saint New Orleans Saints for about fifteen, sixteen years. And he have tremendously put Drew Brees in that category of probably the top five, for sure the top ten quarterbacks of all time. Well, tell you, man, when the when the Chargers were the San Diego Chargers, they didn't they didn't believe Drew Brees was going to be Drew Brees. Now you see how long they even get the caliber of him when Justin Herbert, um, now he's at the helm as uh, that hopefully might be their best franchise quarterback ever. Simply because they didn't believe in Drew Brees. But Sean Payton, I think his best fit is the Arizona Cardinals. They have an okay defense. They have a decent offense. Offensive um and James Conner. Um offensive a good offensive line. Not good um not good core because it is being rumored that they will be trying to get trade of um they will be they will be trying to trade DeAndre Hopkins at some point and you know, at some point uh, we 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 all saw that happening. This year, this was the year he was suspending his first six games of the season for the PED use. But I think Sean Payton can really turn the Arizona Cardinals team around to make them a probably a, a bigger threat than the NFC West than they ever was. Um, couple years, I think it was last year, a couple years ago, they was the number one team in that conference. I mean, that division, and they still didn't do much noise. So. I think he could definitely turn it around. Everywhere else, I want. I honestly don't know about Denver, Carolina. No, you got to have so much to even do something with it. It takes about a good two or three years, maybe for a rebuild for that entire organization from a coaching standpoint, but better yet, a GM standpoint. So it's very risky, if you ask me. Um, and that's about it. I think he'll be a good fit in Arizona. I, I, always, I, I would love him with the Chargers. I really would love him with the Chargers, but I just don't see it happening. Y'all know what time it is. Best and worst. Not, um, not best and worst. We're going to pick NFC, um, the NFL wild, um, not wild card, divisional. Matchups. You have the San Francisco Giants hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Keys to victory for Dallas is easy. Getting to Brock Purdy. Trying to get turnovers. Forcing the ball. They have to get turnovers um, against Brock Purdy. I think he's too good of a quarterback to for them to allow him out of the pocket. Once he get out of the pocket, I think it could be not nightmare for anybody for any defense. Um they have to get pressure. Um maybe force the ball over. Because they, the San Francisco Giants, I mean, the San Francisco uh, 49ers, they have too many weapons for them to stop all of them. They got to key in on one person. And probably that person would probably be Debo to me. 
Um, the the dude is just when he get the ball in his hand, he's just a machine. Uh, got the speed, he got the body, got the muscle, got the cojones. So, um, so I think that should be their weapon to stop for Dallas. San Francisco easy get to Dak get to Dak Prescott. Four turnovers, basically the same thing for both defense. Even though they, um, just because they both top two defensive teams when it comes to getting the ball and taking the ball away. Um, for me, prediction, man, as much as I love what Dallas have done, it's just really, it's just really, um, it really makes me happy. Not happy, but like, you know, glad to see when Dallas wins and see the upset faces of people that don't like Dallas. It kind of, it kind of a funny feeling. I don't really care too much about Dallas. I'm not a big Dallas fan. But I don't see them going to San Francisco and stopping the San Francisco 49ers. They have been torching teams. 30-plus points they last six, seven games. They're on a 10-11 game win streak, and I just don't see it happening. I honestly feel like San Francisco can go all the way. All the way. That's just how good their offense and their defense is. They're unstoppable. The Philadelphia Eagles host the New York Giants. The key, the only key for the Giants is you hey, you cannot turn the ball over. That's the only key. You cannot turn the ball over against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, And you have to score. You have to score on both of them. Both as one key. They cannot have no turnovers and you have to score. Simple as that. Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts. Of course. They have to run the ball. I, I believe if the, if the Philadelphia um, Eagles run the ball effectively, I think they will dominate this game because I don't believe New York Giants is a good team when they down, especially when they down probably 10-plus points. I don't think they're a good team. You know, I think Daniel Jones, the quarterback, well, he'll start rushing, overthinking and stuff like that. And when you overthinking and you rushing, it's more likely you're going to turn the ball over. So I, I believe the New York Giants in a good position – they have had a good year, a successful year, but I don't believe they will go to New uh, Philly and beat the Eagles. I don't see it happening. I feel like the Eagles is another is on another level right now, having a whole entire week to prepare for you. I take the Phillies. The Buffalo Bills host the Cincinnati Bengals. Now we know this game did not happen last um, one month, a couple Monday nights ago because of the Demar Hamlin situation. And man, what that what a game that would have been. Now we get to actually see the game, but in Buffalo. And man, can I tell you, if if, if Cincinnati, if you don't protect Joe Burrow, there is no way you gonna probably be able to score any points. Even though you have um, a mix, you have T Higgins, and you have Jamar Chase. Your only thing you have to the most the most the most thing the the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line have to do is protect Joe Burrow because the Ravens definitely got to him I believe six or seven times Cincinnati have to protect Joe Burrow Baltimore um, Buffalo Josh Allen please cannot turn the ball over I think if you get but you, you you it can become a point where Buffalo can. Take their own momentum out of the game and give it to Cincinnati if Josh Allen turn the ball over. Big prediction for this one. It's a tough one. 
it's a tough one. I, I got to go with Buffalo. I, I will go Buffalo. Um, close game, Buffalo. Just simply off the fact that they're in Buffalo. That's the only reason. Because if they, if they do what they did last week against the um, Cincinnati Bengals, what they did to Miami, this game, it won't be funny. And it, I'm telling you, man, it, it, it will feel like they let the entire nation and a fan base down. Oh, I can see it coming if they lose this game. And, of course, the game nobody really want to see. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I must tell you. I must tell you. I knew this game was going to happen. I knew this game was going to happen. As soon as Jacksonville won, there was no way Raven was going to be the lowest seed that faced Cincinnati. Jacksonville probably have probably like a 5 or 6% chance of winning this game. And let's be honest, let's be honest. They have been playing ball lights out lately. Been balling. Trevor Lawrence. And I said this, as soon as they won the game against the Chargers, there's no way Kansas City going to be up 27 and Jacksonville come back. There's no way going to happen. So, Jacksonville, your only your only hope is to score, 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 score. Because I tell you what, Patrick Mahomes, I can see him putting up at least 30 or 40. Easy. And I don't think they want to get in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes, of course, Kansas City, they have to get pressure. Trevor Lawrence. Get him out of the pocket, force him to turn the ball over, force him to do idiotic um, stuff. And I got Kansas City winning. I just don't see nobody going to Kansas City and beating them. Um, I don't see it happening. Definitely not this year. I don't see it happening. Even though they play Buffalo, it's going to be a mutual site. It's going to be tough for anybody to win. But like I said, this year, probably the super card, the super, super, super wild card weekend have sunk the care of anybody winning in my personal opinion y'all know what time it is best and worst ladies and gentlemen before we get out we're going to go over the best and worst of the week the absolute worst of the week is that you already know the la Chargers, 27 to 7 and you allow your and you allow jacksonville jaguars to come back and make the third biggest comeback in nfl's postseason history winning 31 to 30 and you only scored three points in, a, in an entire um three quarters Embarrassing. The absolute best of the week. LeBron James has become the second player in NBA history to score over 38,000 points. He is close to breaking um, Kareem um, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scoring record, and I believe he will get it at some point. I believe he got 15, a little bit over 20 games to do it, and it will get done. I'm sure of that. That will do it for this episode of Sports Talk Monster, episode 105. Hope you guys have a tremendous day, have a tremendous weekend, and I will see you back here next week. And always, be good, be great, be blessed. See you next week.